What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the one and only The Kimura Chronicles. It's Jay Rance welcoming you guys along with my co-host, Val Cisco. What's good, Val? How you feeling? I'm good, man. A little tired, a little beat up, but you know what? That's because, you know, we had a strong week of entertainment, news, and rumors happening galore. So, you know what? I'm ready to spill the beans. Mm-hmm. I-, I heard it in your voice. I was like, oh, my God, somebody's tired. The world is beat. I'm not, I'm not down. I'm not that down. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not James Brown down, but I'm going to get back up. You're not, you're not down and out. You're not down and out, huh? I'm not tapping out. Uh, I'm not TKO'd. I'm strong and I'm long and I got the friction on. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. That is great. But just like you said, you know, this it's been a week of news, rumors, uh, facts, and just a lot of beef as well over to social media like it's just been a crazy crazy week in mma news and how do you feel about that about the stuff that's been going on and stuff that you've heard about hey uh any news is as long as the sports and the headlines then it's gonna gain traction whether it's bellator whether it be ufc whether it be anything revolving the fighters in and outside the octagon you know, it's always good to have something buzzing around the world when it comes to Nick. I'm happy with it. Mm-hmm, definitely, definitely. And just like my co-host said, this is a segment that we're just going to talk about a little bit of news, rumors, things of that nature. Have a little bit of, you know, barbershop talk, whatever comes up. And just bring you guys some news and facts and get you guys up to date. So, <laughs> facts, my G. <laughs> with, um, <laughs> with that being <laughs> It's already getting crazy up in here, but um, <laughs> with that being said, what's what what stands out to you? What's captivating? What's going on? Like, what's the news that stick out to you the most right now? Man, the fight that that we t- said that was gonna happen that should happen. I swear, everything that we say, it's like a, it's like mm-hmm. you know the universe here. You know, when we speak yeah. something out there, the universe gravitates to it and says, whisper, 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 whisper to the people in charge. So the fight that's uh, finalized between Jose Aldo and Jeremy Stevens, man, that's got me hyped. How about you? Yeah, bro. We were calling that on the reaction show when um the Emmett versus Stevens, I was saying it. It's just a dream match, you know, for now to Stevens just to shoot up like in that top, you know, top four, top three, and possibly see that dream match for the fans. And it got me hype, bro. I'm all for that because, you know, since that reaction show, I was with it. And now, you know, Aldo asked for it to have that in his hometown of Rio de Janeiro, man. It's fireworks. I I know it's going to be a slugfest. I'm super amped. I can't wait. And actually, if he asked for it, in my opinion, I think he's – ready for this challenge at the stage of his career. What do you think? Uh, part of me died a little bit because I really want <laughs> I, I really want Stevens to get uh, I mean, I really feel like it's a dangerous match. Like that, yeah, he's challenged. This is legitimately the biggest fight of his career in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same token, I feel that if he loses this Every ace in, in, in his deck right there to get that championship title shot. He's not going to come back from this if he loses, especially if he loses in a, in a 
devastating way. Not to say that Jose, Jose Alba could put him away like that, but if he were hey, to, hey, hey, he, I'm he sorry, loses we, everything, we, man. We know Jose Aldo of the past, and not just to cut you off like that rudely. I apologize, but I mean Jose Aldo. I mean, especially when let let, let, let me just you know when when a man has his back against a corner. He just knows nothing but to just survive. And that's why I'm afraid, just like you said, for Jeremy Stevens, because his back is against the corner, Jose Aldo. And right now, he is looking at this like, hey, this is possibly my last fight in my career. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that is when a man is at his most dangerous, you know, and not to take nothing away from Stevens. But, you know, Aldo's not a pushover. We have seen Aldo that he has been – let's be honest. He hasn't been the Aldo of um past, you know, that dominant guy that was on that win streak for years. But I'm not counting Aldo out. And I, in the reaction show, I was pro-Stevens. I'm still pro-Stevens because I love Jeremy Stevens. You know, Lil Heath is my dude. But um, I'm kind of afraid just the fact that he asked for it in his hometown. It's kind of like, okay – are we going to see a resurgence of Jose Aldo? You get what I'm saying? Like, uh, what's going on here for him to call it out? You know, it's just, I don't know. I'm not counting him out, honestly. And I, I, I can't wait for this fight, bro. I'm ecstatic. I'll count him out. I'll count him out right now. I'll just say, <laughs> is giving himself a eulogy in Rio. That's what's happening right now. If he wants to get buried, he's going to get buried in his home <laughs> And that's what's going to happen. He's just doing it because this is in homeland, and he wants to bury his career. He wants to bury himself and push up flowers in there. That's what he wants exactly. to do. He's gonna be pushing daisies, and, and it's okay because even if he loses, he's still gonna get a hometown clap. Whereas if it was freaking in Minnesota, Milwaukee, he would have booted. Lose, he's gonna get a good reaction. But I'm saying that right now, Jeremy Stevens knockout second round. Hey, shout out to little Yachty. It gets cold like Minnesota. <laughs> but I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm really, really, I'm really on the, I'm really on the ropes right now. Cause you know me. I like I said, I love little heathen. But just the fact that this guy wants this fight in his hometown, knowing that this could be possibly the last fight of his career. He, and like I said, you know, you push a man, you push a man, and if his back is against the wall, hey, he has to fight forward. And I'm not counting Aldo out. I mean, it's gonna be a scrap. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, bro. I, I, This match, I would not bet my house on it because this could go either way. I just have a feeling that we might just see, and it's going to hurt to say it, but we just might see the Jose Aldo of old. I, I may be wrong. I may be wrong. You know, I love Little Heathen. I'm going Little Heathen. You know, I'm going to bet my house on it. I'm going Little Heathen, but um, I don't Five know. Five bottle for me. <laughs> Five bottle cast for you? All right. Yep. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's going to make for a great, great, great match, and it's going to be fun, and I can't wait for that 224 in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Kind of like the homeland of MMA, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm excited for it. The same token, uh, I think it's going to be a great fight. It's scary for fighters. I, I Personally, I still rather have seen Washington Holloway and him, but it's okay. Um, like a main event, to be honest, and – Oh um, yeah. The fact that this is gonna be someone who's gonna push Aldo to fight. It's not gonna be someone around a fence capitalize a counter fight. This is gonna be a person that's gonna be in your face and you better finish him before he finishes you. And this is that's what makes this an interesting fight. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is 
like I said, this is possibly that's how he's looking at this. This is possibly my last match on my of my career. Aldo loses. Does he retire? Does he leave the gloves in the octagon that night in Rio de Janeiro? As much as I would love to have ending happen at Rio, just take his and then you know throw some you know eucalyptus leaves inside of it and bury himself with some freaking dirt. Um, his eyes was getting real North mythology in here. <laughs> a lightning bolt hits it, and then he just goes uh, the tesseract. You know, takes him to another dimension. Then somehow, some way, the tesseract brings him to the lightweight division. I think that's what's going to happen. I think that he's not going to retire. I think he's going to retire out of that featherweight division. But I think we're going to finally get the Aldo who who should be in the right weight class. He should be fine at lightweight. And I think his re, re, resurgence is going to happen. Division. Not this division anymore. This is not his division. He's not competing anymore. I'm sorry. Okay. I definitely, I definitely, I definitely agree with you. I can see a drop. But at the rate this is going, like I said, you know what? I'm sticking behind my guns that this could possibly be his last fight. I'm going where we might see the retirement of Jose Aldo. If he loses right there, I think he's going to pull uh, Mark Munoz and just leave the gloves in the center of the octagon, and he's going to walk away as a legend of the sport, honestly. I don't see him dropping or going to any other weight class. I feel that his next move, if he loses, will be retirement, and he has nothing to be ashamed of because he is a legend in the sport. He carried this division from WEC. You know, he, he... He's a stud, you know, so he has nothing to be ashamed of, and he should just definitely walk away from the sport before taking any more punishment. You get what I'm saying? And just transition into commentator, be that um, that lubricant, I guess you could say, for more fighters in Brazil to come into the UFC and just take take his part now. You get what I'm saying? Just play that role now because even lightweight, I believe he'll still, you know, possibly get the beats a little bit. I believe that. Uh, once he loses this fight, he's going to pull out the Sweeney Todd blades and he's going <laughs> to have the other side of his face to even it out just a little bit. And then we're going to see a new Jose Aldo in the lightweight division, a fiercer fighter, a more dominant fighter because of the fact not one, but two scars are on his face now. So double the shame, double the power. I think it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see him. He just went ham right there. I see him definitely, definitely just leaving the the gloves. As far as for Jeremy Stevens, just to add on to what you said about you wanting to see Jeremy Stevens um, take on the title shot, go for the title. Um, I just don't see it happening because the statement that Brian Ortega made, you know, um, this over the weekend, over the weekend, over the week, you know, my time frame is bad. But um, I just don't see it happening just for that, that statement that, Brian Ortega made by taking out a legend like Frankie Edgar dominantly. So he's rightfully so in line for that title. Um, I could see if, let's say, Holloway beats, um, if he was to beat Ortega, let's say that maybe dominantly or whatever happens in that match, then I could see a Stevens. But now since Steven is locked up, it just kind of goes with what we said on the Josh Emmett. I mean, excuse me, the, the Emmett and yeah, Josh Emmett, right? That's his name. Yeah, Josh Emmett, Stevens night, uh, fight of the night, um, fight night, excuse me, um, those two fight, these two fight for number one contender, and hey, hey, it, let's just say by by the crazy stretch of the imagination, if Aldo beats Stevens, do you see him back in title picture? 
uh, do I care to see him in a towel picture? That's the thing, though. Like, yes, rightfully so. Uh, mm-hmm. In the in the top five right now in that division, and if he were to beat uh, Stevens dominantly, depending on how far along Holloway is, you could probably potentially set up if it's still bad. If he's still probably, um, you could potentially see a Jose Aldo taking on Ortega. In that, and which is still a good match, in my opinion, as well. Too, it's a fun match, dangerous match, both of them. But uh, it all really depends on on the the, the time frame. Injury, uh, yeah. it's not really yeah, said. I've heard from like two to six months, so it all depends. Definitely, definitely. And uh, if Aldo was to fight Ortega, I just think that would be a dangerous match for Aldo, honestly, because after what I've seen. Ortega do to Cub Swanson to do to Frankie Edgar. I'm like, no, this guy's legit. I will no longer, not that I was sleeping on him, but no longer will I sit here and say, okay, he's just, you know, he's arrived in my opinion. Brian Ortega, T-City, he has arrived in my opinion. So, I mean, I think it will be a dangerous fight for um, Jose Aldo. But, yeah, I mean, that's a good news. That's the news, and that's a fight that should get everybody excited because that's fireworks, and that's a dream fan for the match, uh, a dream match for the fans, like I said, on the reaction show, man, honestly. Yeah, yeah that's some Katy Perry right there. <laughs> but I'm going to – you know what? I'm going to start yeah. with this one just because uh, the Aldo was Rio de Janeiro. I'm going to start with this one. Do it. What do you think about what's going on here? I don't want to see this. Uh, Bellator is trying to work up another match between Vanderlei Silva and Rampage Jackson in Brazil. Let's just keep it in Brazil. Why? <laughs> Nobody wants to see it. I don't mind it. I don't <laughs> so mind you don't it want... at all. No, no, no. Nobody wants to see this. Honestly, this is what? This. You want to see this? Yes. You know wait, me. Wait. Weight Wait. division, like like sloppy heavyweight. They, they haven't said what division, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. They're just trying to work this up. This is, if I'm not mistaken, this is what, Vandalay Rampage 4? I mean, because, you yeah. know, yeah, this is Vandalay Rampage 4. We have seen their battles in Pride, you know. Mm-hmm. We have seen their battles here in UFC. Yeah. But you know me. You know me. I used to have the Axe Murderer shirt. I love Vandalay Silva. He's probably like one of my best fighters, my favorite fighters. But I don't want to see this. I, I don't. Bellator is just falling into this habit of making these freak circus matches, and they need to separate themselves from this. Because if we're going to get Rampage at a heavyweight or whatever it is, you know, light heavyweight, I doubt that they're going to drop down to middleweight. Um, but okay. if we get it at light heavyweight or heavyweight, do you know how crazy Vanderlei Silva will look at heavyweight? I'll take We've it. Seen, I'll take it. We, Get it right we, now. We've seen Rampage at heavyweight, and it was not pretty. We saw Chow Sonnen just outwork him and beat Rampage in this whole Grand Prix tournament that they're having right now in Bellator. And, bro, no. Right, right now it's just a mockery to the sport. Right now it's a mockery to the fans. Right now it's a mockery to these legends of the game. And... Bellator is just doing it because these guys, you know, hold weight to their name. But I don't want to see this. It, and and just real quick before you get into this, whoever wants to see this, please find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. The Kimura Chronicle has a page on Facebook and Twitter. Find us on our Instagrams, as we shouted before. And let us know if you really want to see this because 
I sure as hell don't want to see this. And I love Vandalay, but I don't want to see this, man. What are, what are your views and opinions on this? I'm down for Funky Town with this. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what division could be any division. <laughs> I, I'll take it at heavy. I see a juggernaut enters, uh, enters in Silver. Of Wanderlei Silva over here, going swollen, looking crazy, looking like a silverback ape, going into the heavyweight division to take on a fat rampage. I am so down to see some sloppy second fighting happening. At the end of the day, this is the only reason why I want to see it. Because this won't be the main event. I'm sorry, it won't. No, 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 no. Sorry for cutting you off. This could be main event. Knowing Scott Croker, or Croker's it, this could be main event, honestly. But Knowing him, I see cool. it as if I was a smart businessman. This is my attraction match to bring more eyes to Bellator because I know my main event will probably have to deal with the title picture with one of the champions, whether it be the lightweight, whether it be the females main eventing, whether it be anybody main eventing. They could main event, could be main event and bring eyes to that card right there. Losing that much, these Bellator fights are are free on the Paramount Network, so we're getting those right there. So, yes, it's a freak, but look at it this way: Bellator is invested in the freak, and at this moment in time, you have to embrace it. Look at the freaking heavyweight Grand Prix; it is the biggest freak show in the world. I get what you're saying. I I understand what you're saying. And to me, the only legitimate matches in there were possibly the Matt Mitrione, the the Fedor, and the Frank Mir. I still want to see that, even though Frank Mir looks a little bit swole. Um, it's a freak match, too, I, in my opinion. I, yeah. I, I, I still want to see that because that's a dream match for any MMA fan. Um, Ryan King Bader, Mo. King Mo. <laughs> yeah, Ryan Bader, King Mo. That's a legitimate matchup. I mean, still, we know uh, Ryan Bader's going to look a little husky walking around, but he's a big dude. But. I'm just looking at it, the aspect is, hey, if you're trying to push your product to go head-to-head with UFC, you're not doing yourself any favors by putting on these freak matches. I'm sorry. These are freak matches. You're not doing yourself any favor in, in, you know, in making an argument like, hey, we're better than UFC, or hey, look I, at our product. Not, you get what I'm saying? But I disagree on that. If, if we had a head-to-head contest, <clears throat> I coughed a little bit. Excuse me. If That's it was, cool. let's say, a UFC in Stockholm where Fighter A takes on Fighter B and you really don't know who these fighters are because the UFC does not promote anybody these days, taking on a fight card head-to-head with Vanderlei and Rand, I think more people to the Paramount Network Of course, because... um. Right there, just to, um, you know, uh, counteract what you said, um, anybody would gravitate to the Paramount card because, hey, they got Rampage and Vanderlei when you have Fighter A, Fighter B, you know, like you said, UFC really doesn't promote these fighters. So, of course, anybody seeing the Paramount card and if it's headline or whatever just to find out that these two guys are on it they're gonna gravitate to the paramount card you know but i just feel that it's just you know you're just crippling yourself in the process and you know also just to piggyback onto this news when we heard the rumors of chuck liddell's probably close to signing a contract with bellator just to get that tito match it's but tito said he's fine he doesn't want that match but 
my 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 thing that grinds my gear with Bellator is you started off so great with this whole tournament process. Like, hey, we're gonna let these fighters go out there and earn it, and now you're just becoming the WCW of MMA by uh, taking in these old. I don't want to say the word has been because it sucks, but you're taking in these old fighters that are past their prime and you're focusing your energy on this. You get what I'm saying? When you have great up and coming talent and homegrown fighters that you definitely should be focusing on. You get what I'm saying? Oh, and, I get what you're saying though, but I feel like focusing on fighters though. I just think that this is just their attraction and you're going to milk it for what it's worth right now. I mean, Hey, if I, to grow my federation and knew that people number one didn't even know that the change from spike tv happened so i need to gravitate that gravitate that audience to show you my worth as a company and two to kind of bring new and old viewers to my company to see okay what, what do i have I think by a marketing standpoint, this is brilliant because, yes, you are, you're sacrificing one fight on the card or uh, reason, but you're still probably going to build up a pretty strong card with your homegrown talent. I mean, look look at what they're doing right now. We even got interested in a match between Mirko Krokop and, and um, Roy Nelson. Roy Nelson. I was going to say that. Like, I mean, it's a fun match, though. And, I mean, come on. I, I, in all honesty, that's a fun match right there. That's that's a fun match, but I love Crow Cop. I love Crow Cop. But, I mean, it's another fighter that we've already seen for some time. Maybe throw Roy Nelson in there with a, a up-and-coming fighter or a prominent fighter that they have right now that's homegrown. I mean, I get what you're saying. You know, at the end of the day, you're going to bring those fans – that follow these fighters because these fighters have a, a lineage, a history. I get what you're saying. They're, you're going to bring those eyeballs, those people with these fighters, but it's detrimental at the same time because did you see that Chow Sun and Vandalay Silva match? Oh, of course. Did you see how horrible that match was? Of course. Don't but you think that would hurt a bit? It hurt the credibility of the fighter. It okay. brought people tour still to say oh Tracy is a is a freaking monster David Rickles is a monster Michael Chandler is a monster so yes I said that sure my brand somehow is gonna succeed and this is not something that other companies have done UFC does this all the time if we look back just at the UFC to gravitate an audience still of we versus the mad uses we get you know the freak match with the brock lesnar's we get you know a uh, red james tony that makes no sense whatsoever you know the freak match element's always been there i just think that um uh, it's not an app fight in my opinion it's a fight that yes it's two old men looking looking at the next uh chicken wing or the next uh hemorrhoid cream but the same token um, I think you probably would have felt better if this was like a Ryan Bear versus a Van. I think you would have probably felt a little. Uh, this it would have swayed you a bit more. I 
Welcome back, everybody. I don't know what happened with that brief intermission. Anchors just cut us off, but um, where were we? What, what was the last question that you well, asked? Um, because of the fact that it's Rampage versus Vandalay, yes, it doesn't seem as appetizing as it should be. The same token, I think people, including yourself, too, would maybe feel better if, it, hey, if it was a vassal uh, Vanderlei, if it was a Douglas versus a, a Vanderlei, if it was one of the people that are that are trying to build that federation. I only give this, and I know you want to go on a tangent about this, trust me, but let me get this part in here. I really feel that you got to consider Vanderlei's position as well, too. He sacrificed almost three his life waiting for this contract to finally finalize with the UFC uh, restrictions and everything. So Vanderlei is really trying to make up lost time, I believe, and try to find that place again. <laughs> I get what you're saying. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. I get what you're saying. Okay. If it's six fights on the card, you're sacrificing one for this. But like I was saying, it has to be real high into the card. It has to be either right. co or main. Because if you want for people to see your other talent as a Lorenz Larkin, let's say, um, even though Lorenz Larkins came from the UFC, but like, let's just say Lorenz Larkin, let's just say a Michael Chandler, let's say a Daniel Strauss, things of that nature of the Pitbull brothers. If you want to see that, you have to put this match high in the card. You get what right. I'm saying? So I agree with you there. Maybe, hey, let's strike out on here, but we will get – these other fighters will put on a hell of a card because they're great. So if you surround that card with great talent and great product, yeah, you can keep attracting those viewers to your product. But if you put this, I mean, early or whatever, um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just feel like sometimes, you know, people are um, people, you know, the way we live in nowadays, people just, don't wait or don't sit around for nonsense. So if they see these two men out there just slow, sluggish, out of breath, um, just being tripped up by the slightest judo throw or little leg trip or whatever, they're just going to walk away. They're going to be like, man, you know what? I'm going to go get another beer. I'm going to go re-up. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Or I'm just going to go outside and talk and have a cigarette things of that nature and i'll come back just when the decision is up you get what i'm saying so i mean i i, I love bellator bellator you know how bellator started i just feel like they're falling into that wcw role i mean it's cool i, I it, may, it may just be me if anybody disagrees with us you know just let us know but it may just be me uh, being too harsh, being too, because I, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't want them falling into that WCW role, having Scott Coker just, you know, juice them real quick for some money and then just be like, hey, whatever, Bellator's whatever. Because Bellator's a legit brand if you look at it. And sometimes, no, yeah. You know, if, if groomed well, Bellator could go head to head with UFC, especially with all the shenanigans that UFC has been doing. It, it, they can go toe to toe with UFC, in my opinion. But I, I even say that percent with you what you're saying um but i also have to look at it how it's being promoted as well too because yeah definitely you know, slow fighter a and slow fighter b is not going to be sizing big with c as well too especially if they're battered and withered uh you know what for all the shit that rampage has brought to belts i give because he at least has been fighting throughout the ranks here and there you know he's fought a king 
though it wasn't a great match. You know, he's fought a Joey Beltron, even though it wasn't a great match. Oh, my God, he's I forgot about the executioner. <laughs> you know, he's fought matches in Bellator to, to his credit, whereas Vanderlei, I feel like Vanderlei is taking the freak match approach, in my opinion. Okay. But yeah. I, I agree that I would have felt better if would have fought somebody in, like, a top middleweight or a top light heavy division as well, too, just to kind of give that exposure. This is my thing. I'm all for this match. If we're going to see these two guys go out there. Hey, yo, Adrian. Running up and down the beach like Apollo Creed and uh, Rocky were. Hmm. You know, uh, running up those steps in Philly. If we're going to get a serious Rampage and we're going to get a serious Vanderlei. I am all for this. If we're going to see these two guys out there and take this serious because we know Rampage doesn't like to train. We know Rampage is lazy. He's, he's stated it. You get what I'm saying? So if he's just going to go in there, just get a quick check, and just be like, hey, whatever, man, I don't give about the fans, then no, I'm not with it. But if you're going to give me the best Rampage that I have seen in years when you used to come out in UFC and do your thing and look in top-notch condition as well for Vandalay, I'm all for it. You get what I'm saying? But besides that, I'm really not all for this match because I know I'm not saying Vandalay doesn't have his doesn't have his head on right. Like you said, he has gone through a lot to get this contract, especially through his suspensions or whatever and, and things like that to get back in the ring because we know he's been wanting to get back in the ring for some time now. But Rampage is the one that scares me. We can see a serious Vanderlei, but Rampage is the one that we know he's just sloppy and doesn't like to train and doesn't care. So if we get seriousness, I'm with it. If not, then hey, I'll just turn the channel and I won't even put it on the Paramount Network. That's just my opinion, bro. But uh, before we move on to your news, anything else you want to discuss about this or you're good? Uh, I think we we spoke enough All about right. it. I do believe as well to you that um, if they're coming out to learn each other's face off, then I yeah. think it's going to be because I think this is the fight that they both want and have a place in this MMA world still Definitely. because the last couple of fighters have been taken at least in they really just want to play rock and sock and robots fighters and fact that joystick around this is the opportunity right now to say hey we're going to put on a show we're going to put on a classic for a different company and we put on a classic yeah. every company that we've this is our wow. chance to make that hype no, now and you know what? If it gives a couple of views to Bellator, rock and roll. But if it's just like you know, you know, right away, you know, it's gonna match, you know. Yeah. But I agree with you totally. That though, if we're gonna talk about mauling, is a tweet we got from Alexander Gustafson saying, and I quote, Rockhold, heard you coming for me. Can't ask for more chinny in the middleweight division. Can't wait. Fool you to believe that's just a weight cut. I'll wait for you. Woo! Your boy the Mola is calling somebody out. Yeah. I'm I'm all for this. I'm all for this because you know, this excuse me. This just you, you saw how hyped I am for this? Um yes. this just has <laughs> this just has a lot of bad blood, you know, along with the whole Daniel Cormier, Gustafson bad blood, and just how he's accusing his boy of freezing up the division, things of that nature. I'm all for this, man. I want to see these two dudes get in the cage and just slug it out and just throw leather. Honestly, I'm I'm with this match and I'm excited. And I I see a 
that fire in Gustafson that I have not seen in quite some time when he challenged for the title uh, against John Jones. You get what I'm saying? Because after that, Gustafson fell in a twilight, in my opinion. So now with these tweets and with that call out of Luke Rockhold, I just see a reinvigorated Gustafson and like he just got a fire lit up under his ass. And I am so for it because out of, out of all of us, um, for whoever doesn't know, you know, we, we used to have a uh, guy's night and it was just like three, four of us. Uh, my father, Falcisco, Jeremy, one of our boys, shout out to him and I. And we all love Gustafson. You get what I'm saying? None of us did not dislike him. So I'm just so happy to see this fire up under his ass, man. I don't know. And I really want to see these two dudes go at it inside the cage. How do you feel? Yeah, good stuff in my opinion. I I like it. Um, Win or lose, be great for both these fires. We get, you know, Alexander, you know, feeling very motivated in this fight. And to see Mm -hmm. uh, a young fighter feeling motivated about the sport again is great because the last thing we want to do is see a a, a talent like Gustafson kind of way exactly to the show so this is a great fight just for him to kind of get that next step and of course for Rockwell brings new flavor into the light heavyweight division as well too the new person to to the kind of for something in that division people are desperately needed in that division win or lose I find it's very interesting yeah I, I am so with this and I can't wait and Let's go for it, man. I don't know. Sign this as soon as possible, and let's get it on because there's just a lot of bad blood and tension between these two dudes. Like I said, with the whole Cormier, the calling out and stuff, things of that nature, I want to see this, and this could possibly be Cole main event or a main event in a fight night, in my opinion, easily. Two dudes. Oh, and definitely, if, definitely. If, if you feel that Gustafson um, wins, where do, where, what do you see? Like, do you see him just talking more smack to DC, or what do you see for him after this? And what do you see after just, for, after, after Rockhold? What do you see for him? I could definitely see um, uh, Gus going after the title after this if he were to beat um, uh, Rockhold in a dominant fashion as well, too. Um, if he makes a case, you know, I want another chance at you, DC, and see how far I could take my limits with you. Um, has all the tools to be a great champion. He reminds me of a at, at a, here, where Stipe was just still trying to fire himself out. He had a lot of hype yeah. behind him. Stumbled across the way and then found himself again. I think Alexander has a motivation to be that person as well, too, to figure himself out, figure out what flaws that um, set him back and use that as a call to take him to the next level. And as for Rockle, he has everything to gain in this. If he really wants to take down somebody who is like a real threat in the life of beat one of the top three, not even top people there. You make a case right there. Do I feel it's a title shot or tie opportunity? Eh, not really. Uh, I just feel like it, it, it brings closer to that. He'll definitely be in the mix there, but it all depends on who he's going to roll with. The mix is very, very thin. But hey, if he were to win this fight, I could definitely see him against like a Globe Teixeira or anybody that's in that division as well, too. No, I agree with you, bro. I agree with you. I can see all those things that you just said. I agree a thousand percent. And I, 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 when I seen this news, I was just ecstatic. You know, when Luke said the same thing, like he's like, "Hey, I'm coming for you." So I am all with it, and I am ready for this match just to happen. Honestly, in all reality, so mm-hmm. I could see him going in there and just putting on a great match. Honestly, so 
let's just see if the UFC works this up. I, I think they will. I think they will. It just makes for great um great viewership with the whole bad blood, and they definitely will will sign it up. No, no, no doubt about it. Honestly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, were you gonna say something else? I'm good. Okay. Um. Sorry. Sorry for that. It was just that. Um. Yeah. No. No. I thought you were gonna say something else. But talking about viewership, talk. It, it kind of sucks. Um. Because I have. Um. It, it, it's two news that I really want to touch. One being the Ben Asterisk, where they talk, where they're saying should UFC sign Ben Asterisk. Matter of fact, let's touch this one. Because the other one I was going to touch, we could touch it later. Um, but right now, since uh, I, I, I believe, yeah, I posted this news article on the Kamor Chronicles on Facebook today. How do you feel about this whole matchup that's been talked about for years now, where Ben Asterix should take on GSP? How do you feel about this? Because I still feel that is a dream match that um, – a lot of people still want to see. I still want to see it. I don't know how do you feel about it, but um, for those who really don't know about Ben Asterix, we know Ben Asterix was a force in Bellator. What really made him a force was that he was a great wrestler. Some people say his matches were boring because he would just go out there and just wrestle, lay on top of you, work that ground and pound, and just grind you. You get what I'm saying? Even Dana White was saying he's a boring wrestler, that he puts you to sleep faster than a NyQuil. So after that, at that time, at that time, GSP was doing his thing in UFC. We know GSP as well for being, um, at first, a ground and pound artist, a wrestler, a takedown. We've seen him evolve, no doubt about that. So then questions just started arising with this whole tension, Bellator versus UFC, UFC versus Bellator, Ben Asterix versus GSP, GSP versus Ben Asterix. So it's been brought up again where Ben Asterix has um, – because for those who don't know, and if I'm not mistaken, Ben Asterix took his career across seas. He was over there um, across seas doing his MMA career for a while. So I believe – he has an opportunity to sign with the UFC now. So it's still a dream match. I'm with it. Um, being if GSP recovers, we have seen footage of GSP training in the gym once again with his training partner already. So I'm not saying that he's healthy by any shot of the imagination, but do you still clamor for this match? Because I remember years ago, this was a big um, dream match for fans. Would you still see this? Do you think UFC should sign Ben Asterix for this match, or should they just pass on it? What do you think? I don't see it as a dream match, in my opinion. No? Uh, no, in my opinion. Even... That's just me. That's just me. But wait, okay, no. Hey, I, I know that's your opinion, but um, even knowing in the past MMA histories how they always wanted to work this matchup, you just don't think it's a, a good matchup for either fighter or for the business or for UFC? I think, uh, and they'll just finally resolve who's the best wrestler because that's all it's about. Um, I think too much time has passed. Okay. On that side, I think the people forget uh, if there even was a rivalry happening there. Um, mm-hmm. I think people have forgotten, at least in the states, um, Ben's name or his contributions to Bellator. Um, okay. 
I will say this, that it's a great opportunity if the UFC were to give him a chance to fight, but I strongly do not think that he deserves to be in the title picture at the moment in time right now or just a a, a one-off match with GSP. I think his best... um, his best option is to go through the ranks and be that force that he was in Bellator to show people his style or to see what he has brought over from across the seas and see if he's adapted anything new, whether it be his jujitsu game, whether it be something different from his wrestling, yeah. um, at least to go up through the ranks. I feel that if he were to come and let's bring some kind of hype from the past and, you know, really try that past, yeah, thrown into like Adam Tyree loses, he loses everything right there. Okay, he just puts it and he puts also even more of a joke. And I think he loves to see this get joke, but I think if you really want to build him up for the for the fans, for the people who love MMA, for the the people who read the cheat sheets and dirt sheets and say, yeah, he's to be reckoned with, I think it would be great for him to, to fight a top five and be a top six opponent and then go from there. Definitely, definitely. Um, for me, it's just I say it's a dream match because it's something that was spoken about a long time ago. Me um, getting more knowledgeable in the sport, growing in the sport and it's a dream match for me. I'm just holding on to that. I guess it's sentimental value because I remember this. Uh, I remember it just like it was yesterday. Fight nights, things of that nature. Hey, Ben Asterix, GSP, who's a better wrestler? Dana White saying, oh, man, that, that. And I quote, if I'm not mistaken, I will look this up. And I quote, I'm almost 100% positive that Dana White said, this guy's so boring he could put NyQuil to sleep. You get what I'm saying? So for me, it's just real sentimental value, and that's why I say it's a dream match because I would like to see it. Because for you, I understand Ben Asterix, Ben Asterix has a style where, excuse me, a lot of people may not gravitate to it, but we have seen this style with GSP. We have seen this style with a John Finch. We have seen this style with hey, even freaking Brock Lesnar. That's all he did some Frank Mir. You get what I'm saying? So that's why I think I'm holding on to it, and I say I agree with you though. A thousand percent. UFC sign him, bring him in, definitely work his rate his way up the ranks, get that hunger, get uh people used to him, know what you're getting instead of just throwing him in there like, hey, GSP. I say make him have like one or two matches in there, then possibly if he win those, then possibly say, Hey GSP, when are you ready to come back? Let's work this match up that's been spoken about so long for an MMA history. Throw him in a co-main event, and we'll see who's a better wrestler. That's just me, though. That's just me, though. You get what I'm saying? So, no, of course. I w- yeah, I-, I-, I would be all for it, man. But I don't know. Real, real, I- I'm sorry to cut you off. You can have the other news, but the other news that I really wanted to touch was, um, this whole beef that's been going on with Fifty Cents and Conor McGregor, mm-hmm. and this whole beef that's been going on with Snoop Dogg. Conor McGregor. I mean, I don't, I don't know if they're beefing anymore. Right now, it's just Conor and Fifty Cents, and you know, we know Snoop Dogg in the past has called Conor McGregor a bitch, and we know that. Um, oh my God, I forgot his name. Matt Brown said that he would punch Snoop in the face if he was to ever see him at an expo, at expo, or whatever it is. 
And then now we see this is just all intertwining snowball effect. And then now we see, um, and it's going to get real heated in here. And I'm sorry, it's going to get real heated in here. Um, now we see Tyrone Woodley saying that he wants to train Floyd Mayweather for an MMA fight. Do you think all this heat that Connor is getting is because when he was promoting his match with Floyd Mayweather, he was being very racist towards Mayweather and all these people are lashing out at him. And we know Tyrone Woodley for stating that the UFC has been racist in the past to him and other black fighters. Do you see, um, do you see that's why uh, Tyrone Woodley wants to train Mayweather? Because it's kind of like saying to UFC, Hey, F you, you got what I'm saying? It, 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 it got it, it just it just went zero to 100 real quick but this news has really been on my radar like what do you think it is it's just because how connor was promoting his fights for being really racist um i i don't think any of this is real to be honest with you i think this is all a ploy i think uh-huh. i think this is genius if it is marketing <laughs> because look at this um if you're gonna get essentially people who are not going to really hit a brother person like a Snoop Dogg said to a fighter. Uh, be it as he may, size difference, um, that are trained are going to knock anybody out. Dog, That's how it is. I don't care if you're from the mean streets of wherever you are in California right the fuck now. Any professional fighter that hits a draw is going to hit a draw. That's how it is. Um, I think if you have like a Snoop Dogg who's very big into the West Coast uh, game as far as popularity. Except he said who's being even bigger right now power or whatnot. You know, you're looking at at, at more viewerships to a person um, just to get eyes back on the proc again. And of course, if you're getting Tyrone either, so to speak to fight for his UFC quote-unquote debut, well, it, you gotta look at bigger picture here. If this is just a ploy just to get more people into the city, they're ready. They got you wanting to kind of This is all pro wrestling right here, man. That's what I was going to tell you. This is pro wrestling. This is WWE right here. This is pro wrestling 101. Mm-hmm. Did for the fight for boxing. They gathered um, attention and controversy mm-hmm. as they could to get you riled in. If people want to say that it's some kind of race war, you got to look at it this way. Conor McGregor is not racist whatsoever. Conor McGregor knows how to make money. Pissed off at him so that mm-hmm. way when you come buy a ticket, you want to see his ass get beat. So Exactly. At, people need to look at the bigger picture. Y'all bought a $100 pay-per-view to see an S edition <laughs> on freaking on, on pay-per-view. And then five minutes they took a picture with millions of dollars in the background smiling with each other. And y'all still want to pay into this. If I'm not mistaken, I think in that press conference after that fight, McGregor established his own whiskey brand. Or scotch, was it? I don't know which one it was. So, I'm... I, I, I just wanted to touch it because, you know, it it, is gotten a lot, a lot of freaking... he and a lot of showtime and stuff like that and publicity. And I agree with you a thousand percent. This is the aspect of WWE shining in the UFC. And it's like, hey, what better way? Yeah. And what not to cut you up, and what better way to do it too? Because 
you need someone to play the heel character. You need someone to be the bad guy in this. And mm-hmm. as much people hate Floyd Mayweather for his outside antics of, you know, smacking women around and being a misogynist and being, you know, not the best fucking person on earth as a, as a human being. I will say that. But mm-hmm. if you want to make him, like, face, if you will, and groom him someone to cheer for, why not say, hey, I'm training with the ultimate champion. I'm going to do what I got to do to in here prepared and experience. I'm gonna give you my best shot. And you know what, Conor McGregor? Everybody's against me. You know, you're making fun of my community. You're making fun of you know this and that. You're making a race war. You're gonna have you know this is my people now. This is me and everybody. You already have a billion dollar fight right there. I I I I agree with you a thousand percent. And I feel that Conor McGregor is falling into that heel role. And like I said, it went zero from 100 real quick. Um, you know, what What? What perfect guy to make the heel but a brash shit-talker Irishman. You get what I'm saying? So yep. it's it's the perfect guy. And what better um, babyface Floyd Mayweather? He even looks like a baby. You get what I'm saying? He, he looks young in the face. Like he's the perfect baby face. And it's just the perfect, if you want to call it, um, storyline for a race war. These guys already um, interacted in in, in, a, in a boxing match, and now they're going to interact possibly in the cage in an in a MMA match, in an octagon match. And um, I just wish. I'm, I'm going to get to the bottom of this, and my thing is I just wish they would keep these shenanigans out of the octagon because Oscar De La Hoya went out and wanted to fight with Connor. He said, hey, you came out here and you made a mockery of my sport. You get what I'm saying? So now you have um, Floyd and Connor making a mockery of MMA, and I really don't want to see that. As much as I love the sport, you know, you know we love the sport, and I really don't want to see that. And it sucks if they really step in the octagon and make a mockery of the sport. They will. They will. And people out there, you really got to open your eyes on this situation. They already sold I, you right now with or 50 Cent. Remember when I, UFC so eloquently had the theme songs and the live artists play for everybody to come out? Yeah. You already got it right here. I, I'm, I'm setting the stage right Madison mm-hmm. Square Garden. No, because it's a yes. Want to know why? No. It's neutral playing field because you're no. the Irish community and a heavy community for a, a Floyd. Come I mean, yes, people want to go Vegas, but if you really want that like community to come out, you have both right there, just ready for that explosion. Seriously, <sighs> everybody I don't from Massachusetts you... will come out for Connor. They'll come to the city for Connor. The whole state of Massachusetts will come for Connor. Um, like I, I get what you're saying. Um, I don't know. I just, I just don't. I don't think it will be on Madison Square Garden. Honestly, I think it will be more of a match of possibly on the West Coast, or maybe, uh, honestly, maybe a Las Vegas once again. They meet in Las Vegas once again. You know, let's take it back to the MGM Graham like they used to do. Um, and it'll be kind of like an Ivan Drago Rocky feel, you know, has that big fight uh, Hollywood feel. 
I don't think it would be in New York, honestly. Um, I think it would be in Las Vegas, and we've seen these Irish fans travel. We know Las Vegas is the home of Floyd Mayweather. So, I mean, yeah, I, I see it as as, as all propaganda. Um, just real quick, if they were to fight, when do you see this fight happening? If they um, were to work year, it up. Either end of this year or next year. Because, honest. Uh-huh. Is not really training like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you, I'm sorry for going. You, you like, I was like, stay away from the sport, man. You remember when he came into Octagon? Floyd Mayweather, MMA. What are the odds of that? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yo, bro. I was waiting for somebody to spinning back kick him. Like, what are the odds of that? <laughs> I was like, no, bro. I was like, yo, my man, stay away from the Octagon, please. Don't bring your shenanigans over here, that, bro. I get, I. You know what, though? Hell of a freaking promo, though. Just that little... I'm going to say promo because it's like WWE right it now, just like you said. Promo. Just that little segment when he walked in the octagon rubbing his hands together like Floyd Mayweather. MMA. Oh, I will say this. <laughs> One, a positive because I think mm-hmm. it's all negative and and um, Showtime boxing with their own... Got you. They make millions of dollars. Cool. Yeah. One person out of this gets the best seat in the house and popularity coming out of this and has done the best promotion finally to do for himself. And that's Tyrone right there. Tyrone wins big in this because he attaches himself as a great. He attaches himself um, to Mayweather right there. So all eyes are on him to see, okay, is this yeah. any train uh, a boxer? So even if McGregor yeah. Mayweather doesn't win the match, because of course they won't, because they want to have some kind of trail or other people into this. Wow, what a fighter to train another fighter! He got him. That's how crazy it's going to be for Tyrone right there, and this is the best thing for him. It's going to push him to the moon. No, definitely, definitely. I, I, I freaking love Tyrone, man. You, as I've said in prior podcasts, Tyrone has grown into that champion role, and I love Tyrone Willie. He's matured from his strike four days. He's matured leaps and bounds in my eyes, and I love it. He went from that. I just want to fight for the big bucks to legitimately becoming a great champion. You get what I'm saying? And I I always say this. You know me, I always say it. And I love Tyrone. He has become a great champion in my eye and in my eyes. And it's gonna help him. Just like you said, this will help him because he's gonna fall into that side of the baby face. You get what I'm saying? So it will help him leaps and bounds. And like you said, he's gonna get even more eyes on him. So he's gonna become that, oh hey, you remember that MMA fighter that helped Floyd? He's fighting tonight. Oh, yeah, so I'm going to watch the fight. You get what I'm saying? So it, it's doing him benefits. It's doing him benefits as well. And I love Floyd, man. I mean, I just wanted to get your views and opinions on it, and it's just really some shenanigans that I really want to keep away from the sport. But, hey, you know what? Money makes the world go round. The Money Mayweather makes the world go round. So I don't know. We'll see. I only got one little bit, last bit of news. It ain't really that big. It's big to me because as a gamer and as a UFC fan, it is somewhat news, I guess, whether it be progress or delay. Uh-huh. It's up to you guys. But the UFC finally made a patch um, just recently to download where uh, 
Fathers made his way back into now as a download, but as actual actual fighters into the game, and of course, the biggest fighter to make his way into this game is Kobe Covington right there. Of course, with the more move sets and you know better, um, I guess, uh, mechanics in the game that people have been claiming complaining about with the glitches. Um, yeah, I admire that doing this. To- patchwork for this recent game that came out which is the lowest selling UFC game in a long time Um, I don't know how to feel in one way I feel that yes it's progress to see a game um, give more than take especially with this game a lot especially with the whole um, loot crate the whole loot um, aspect of trying to buy more to gain more you know I think a lot of fans were just pissed off and be cash cow. I think um, this is something that fans will welcome to say, okay, yes, the the EA's not from the best interest. But at the same token, this game didn't come out what ago, and it's already it, it was a game. It was a non-finished. This was this for no apparent reason. This game wasn't clamored mm-hmm. for. No one wanted this game so early. People want people uh, the, the the maker to take their time and fix whatever was wrong with with UFC two. Mm-hmm. This is UFC two point five. It's not a totally yeah, different exactly. game whatsoever. So I don't know how to take this. Yes, it's progress, but at the same time, it still it suckered people into buy this game. I still haven't bought this game for that reason because I feel like um it's not a finished game. It's not a product. I get more patches. Throughout the throughout the year, especially going into summer, yeah. I don't know how to feel about I, it. How how do you feel? I mean, I, I I see it as a work in progress. I see it as maybe they're listening to the fans. Maybe they're taking that feedback and putting it to work. But as far as for definitely this game coming out broken and unfinished. Yeah, hell yeah, this game was broken and unfinished, and just kind of reminds me of Mag. I I love the hell out of Mag though. But Mag was unbroken and unfinished. Maybe they just pushed it out. Two two different scenarios, though. But maybe they pushed out UFC just because, hey, it's UFC, it's MMA. We got Conor on the cover. It's going to sell. You get what I'm saying? People are going to buy it, and they're going to gravitate to it regardless. So maybe that's why they pushed it out, just to, you know, uh, cash cow the whole thing, milk it and stuff like that. So it sucks, though, because it, it's a slap in the face. But maybe this is just a turning point, and they're saying, "Hey, let's listen to these guys." And I disagree. I mean, I, I, okay, I'm I, I, not to cut you off of this. Mm-hmm. this slap in the face to a lot of people, and the biggest mm-hmm. reason why it's a slap in the face because mm-hmm. EA knows what they're doing now. EA mm-hmm. produces mm-hmm. video sports video games after year of the same carbon copy. Two weeks. Look at the Madden franchise. It took them how many years over just to incorporate a little story mode just to change things up a bit. Most like what? Not even hours of gameplay in that. So when a company is producing the same item, whether it be a FIFA, whether it be a Madden, whatever, I see the same pattern going for the UFC now. It was not even a year that they uh, did UFC. Two. This is, and this now is the brand. That's why. That's it. 
Yeah. Be the same game over and over again. We're not going to get new features or new schematics or new gameplay. That's how I mean. Rehash. Um, yeah, my fault for cutting you off, but though that's that's how every Madden is. That's how every FIFA is. That's why gamers, you know, gamers just like you and I and many other gamers know that, hey, the thing is, like, the thing is, okay, this just boils down to apples and oranges and... You say tomato, I say tomato. You say potato, I say potato. It boils down to that. It boils down to the simple fact that, hey, if you like being spoon-fed that same mediocrity, you're going to buy it. You get what I'm saying? Madden, one of the best franchises ever. I mean, people call out of work the next day just to play Madden all day. You get what I'm saying? I used to be a Madden head. But what does Madden do? It just tweaks maybe a stick here, maybe a little running schematic here, maybe a little bit of movement here. FIFA, same thing. I love I love football. I love football. You know, FIFA, the same thing. I love FIFA. But it's like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do a little better defending. We're going to do a little bit of better ball control. We're going to do this. That's where UFC is falling into. And they're falling into it just because it has the EA label and it has the UFC label. So people are going to go out, oh, it's EA, I'm buying it. Oh, it's UFC, I'm buying it. You get what I'm saying? So, but, you know, you have other games out there for the FIFA franchise because there's really no other football game franchise. Like uh, one of our other friends, we were saying they should bring um, Dwayne. We were, we were talking about, hey, they should bring back NFL 2K just to compete with EA's Madden. You get what I'm saying? FIFA has a competitor, which is uh, Pro Soccer Evolution. So, I mean, I, I think EA, UFC EA is just falling into that. We're just going to spoon feed you the same mediocrity and you will buy it just because it's UFC and it has EA on it. You get what I'm saying? So I get what you're saying, but I, I, maybe maybe I, I do backtrack on what I said. I don't think it's going to change. It's just going to be the same nonsense over and over, honestly. And but yeah. like, yeah. I- off because at least with Madden and FIFA, they grew into themselves to make a popular franchise. Yeah, We're off the back of USC one and two, and it's still not the best game in the world. And as fans, <sighs> we play it because that's all we have. Mm-hmm. Hey, we we could critique the shit out of those two games, these three games now, yeah. and still they're not as good as THQ's games. The undisputed games were better games than these UFC. I still love yeah, no. two and three favorite UFC games of all time. Yeah. This right here, I just feel like it's a cheap copy. Um, the fight, I feel like it's not realistic whatsoever. I feel like I'm playing Mortal Kombat with UFC fighters half the time. Mm-hmm. And I, I look it over because of the fact that I'm a fan of the franchise. But the same token, oh. if other people, if Rockstar, or somebody else come out and say, hey, we can take this game and take it to the next level, you know, whore it out. F it. Benefit you right there. There shouldn't be no exclusivity when it comes to this game right now. You're not making the big bucks for this game. You know, other people, <sighs> other franchises take, take take this game, put some in. This is just me, but I'm hoping if Bellator does get their shit together, they should come out of a game themselves. They already have the roster. But that's just my personal opinion. I could yeah. though. No, I agree with you a thousand percent, bro. And I just think it's just falling into the whole UFC, EA, and we're just going to keep pushing out. And one of the hottest sports right now is MMA. You get what I'm saying? So 
that's why they push it out and they were like hey let's cash cow this let's milk it and let's do everything to get just a quick buck so i agree with you but let's just see hopefully just to what i said hopefully they're just listening to viewers i mean players and gamers and see if they change it <laughs> but but my last news of the day and i'm sorry um I was just like looking through Bleacher Report and I was looking through Google and I was looking through this and I was looking through Bellator and I was looking through UFC. I was just looking for news, you know, like how we always do. I think that just to end this podcast on a great note and just a positive note for everybody out there, for anybody that finds themselves in a struggle, for anybody that feels like their disability gets them down and they can't do nothing or they beat themselves up, you know? Just don't let that define you and find your true calling. Because the last uh, news that I want to touch is there's this fighter called Ronald um, Dallamini. I believe that's his name, Ronald Dallamini. And he is... He broke... First of all, he established barriers by being the first South African welterweight champion in his country, things of that nature. And this guy battled with meningitis and he lost his sight. And he said that he lost his mind. He didn't know where he was going in life, but sure as hell, this guy dusted himself off. And what does he do now? He is a instructor for blind people and MMA fighters. And he teaches classes of self-defense. That's just so freaking inspirational, bro. Honestly, like people could look to this guy and many other guys. And I just think this is just such a feel good news that it's like if you have a problem in life or if you out there have a disability, just don't let it define you and find your true calling because there's a higher purpose for you. You get what I'm saying? So I, I, I just think this is freaking awesome and it's so inspirational. And I look to this guy like, honestly, there's so much inspiration, you know, just from going to that to now hosting your own classes and just teaching other people with uh, blindness or disability of things of that nature, just for self-defense and even MMA fighters teaching them some jujitsu and things of that nature. That that's freaking awesome, bro. Honestly, I just had to throw that out there. I will say this. This guy's a real life daredevil. He's a real life stick for the comic book fans. And you know, um, as someone who, who partakes in martial arts and judo and jujitsu, a little bit of kickbox, I will say this martial arts is not about seeing it's about fluidity and it's about feeling it's about knowing where you are and your surroundings not by sight but just by feeling the area feeling your 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 energy your energy whether it's chakra whether it's uh, chi whether whatever you study it's energy at, at the end of the day and hell yes the guy but his senses that heightens his touch his ability to someone a different way uh maybe even a better way for someone that's so used to using his eyes or her eyes sound and know their surroundings in a better way than they did before hell i think this is a remarkable way to learn martial arts if i had the chance just because it's such a different way it's such a unique unique way to not only defend yourself but just to learn a different skill in a different with a different teacher i I applaud this guy Every, uh, I uh, give him the, the every award I could. Two thumbs up. Two double hands up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Shout out to him. I, I believe he has a Facebook page, Ronald Dallamini. And this guy is great. He's so inspirational because, like you said, it, it 
he found his true calling because I was reading his article and, and I felt so bad for him where he was like, once he lost his sight, he said that he lost his mind. He just didn't know who he was or where he was going to go. So he just recuperated and he found his true calling, he said. And it's just, you know what, if I can't fight no longer in there, I'm just going to teach teach the sport that I love and teach these people self-defense and teach, you know, beginner uh, MMA fighters things of that nature, jujitsu and things that I can. And like you said, this is not a disability by the stretch of the imagination. Yes, people are going to be like, oh, but what are you talking about? No, it's like you said, it's, it's, you lose one sense, you heighten other senses. You get what I'm saying? So this, it, it was so great that this guy did not let this um, problem define him, man. And kudos, hat off to him. Um, Ronald Alamini, check him out. He, it's such an inspirational story, and I feel like I had to end that because this just shows the fortitude of the sport and the fighters that get in this cage that they're just not a piece of meat. This is not a human cockfight. You get what I'm saying? These are real people with actual emotions and feelings and problems, and this guy just defines a true fucking warrior, and I apologize for my freaking language. It's just so inspirational, so I definitely had to end it with that, man. I, I don't know. Like, definitely, great, definitely. Great, great. You, you lose the game or the mind's eye, and sometimes like, that's all you need right there. Nah, like, it, it's so freaking great, and you just made me think about Scott Pilgrim. You were once a vegan. Yeah, no, with that being said, Great, great segment, great news. Um, the, and there's a plethora we could talk about, guys, but we just didn't want to chew your ears off. I just feel that these were, you know, my important ones, just as vows. Those were his important ones. So um, we will be doing this again just to keep you guys caught up in this, you know, crazy world of MMA because right now we could just be talking and there could be more news going on. So, you know, we definitely will keep you guys in the loop in the mix here on the Kamora Chronicles, but with that being said, this comes to a conclusion and where can people find you at, Val? You know, they can find me on the Twitter at V, they can find me on the, the gram, as the kids call it. Um, that's very popular these days. <laughs> uh, they can find me there at Val Cisco. Um, they can find me at the podcast side show Conversations, where um, we talk about different when it comes to comic books. Uh, Pop five reviews like we just did this week. Um, and yeah, we have a good old time. That also has a Facebook page as well, too. So please check that out. Rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, it's on iTunes, Podcast Republic, and other uh, podcast stations as well, too. Um, good find as well with you, co hosting with you on the Kamora Chronicle. Fans by the fans for the fans. Where we talk about bloody elbows and nubbing it all day around. Um, you can find me uh, co-hosting a course with you as well, too, on Elite Wrestling Audio, where we talk about breakers and sharpshooters all day. And when I say sharpshooters, I'm not talking about the NRA. I'm talking about Brett the Hitman Hart. So, yeah, um, if you guys want to check that out, definitely that's going to be coming out to you this weekend as well, too. So, uh, yeah, I think I said a mouthful there. Oh, all those – I know you can say it. Go ahead. I'll t- take it from there. <laughs> You sure? Go ahead, man. Finish it up. What you got to say? Go ahead. The floor is yours right now. All right. If if you guys want to read Kamora Chronicles and Elite Audio Wrestling, Elite Wrestling Audio, they're both on Facebook, both on Twitter. So add us and 
leave those comments and subscribe, rate and review iTunes, Podcast Republisher. And give a shout out to Anchor too. Um, yes, uh, this yeah. is a new product and um, we, we are trying to work along with Anchor. It's the best product as well too. I know sometimes the audio gets a little choppy and sometimes things are not podcast, but hey, we're trying to grow with them and hopefully they hear us out and say, hey, uh, we're going to tweak our, our things just like you guys are tweaking yours. So big shout out to Anchor because we want to see them grow and kind of uh, grow with them as well too. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have said it better myself. Yes, you but... could. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that was a great job, bro. I don't even want to do my plugs in. But yeah, um, my co-host covered about everything. But yeah, you can find. I'm gonna start with the Instagram. You know, as the hip kids like to call it IG or the Gram. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Both names are the same. You can find me at underscore J Rance. You can find me there. You can find me here, of course, on the Kimura Chronicles, co-hosting with Val, where we talk about all MMA all day, every day, like we're just doing right now. You can find me over, of course, co-hosting with him on Elite Wrestling Audio, where we talk about cradle pile drivers and DDTs and all yeah and all that stuff. You know, Jay check Lynch. us out. <laughs> yes, check us out. And once again, just to piggyback on what Val said, these uh, podcasts have. Uh, pages on Facebook and on Twitter. Check us out, Elite Wrestling Audio, The Kamora Chronicles, Facebook and Twitter. I pop up and I rear my ugly head, as I always say every time I record on Sideshow Conversations, you know, doing my thing over there with Val, talking about the culture and all that stuff. We just did a pop five about comic book uh, comic book rivalries. You guys should check that out. That was that, It was pretty long, but it was two hours of geeking. And if you guys like geeking, man, you definitely will enjoy it. We have fun with that one. And you can check me on the J-Rant Show, up-and-coming podcast. I'm working on that right now. So, yeah, you can find us. Reach us out. Let us know how we're doing. Interact with us, people. Let us know. Come on with it. With that being said, this is it. Later to the next one. Val, take care, and everybody have a good night. If you guys ever feel that you're, you're demasculated whatsoever, by another man taking your woman, you gotta look at the inspirational story of Mark Merrill because this man <laughs> oh lost his, his woman, Sable, don't know. To Brock and To Brock Lesnar. And you gotta look at this as this caveman takes your wife and you really can't do anything and your life goes in shambles. This man now is a motivational speaker. Go find him. Another caveman tries to steal your girl just Wait. know, there's a light at the end of the tournament. Wait, legit? Mark Merrill's a uh, motivational speaker right now? Speaker? Yes, yes, he is. Yes. Oh my god, he just dropped that news from EWA. I didn't even know that. I'm about to go check him out. Great, Mark Merrill, uh, inspirational speaker. Like, that's awesome. I'm about to check. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Just know you're gonna be all right. <laughs> but to the next. Until the next one. Later, guys. Everybody have a good night. Later.